0: Welcome to Presence Church's Sermon of the Week. We are so excited to share this powerful word with you. Man, I just got back from sabbatical. Um, You guys, uh, the church, y'all, honored me and blessed me with six weeks of just getting away, letting go of any kind of... Um, work, any kind of responsibility of planning, getting meetings, um, strategizing, problem solving, all the stuff that goes into any, you know, all your jobs too. I got to just let go of it. And um, it was really wonderful. It was beautiful. We have a couple extra kids, so it helped us come with new rhythms. Um, anyway, it was wonderful. And I, 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 I've been learning about this idea of rest For, I think, a little bit over a year now, I I, I got a hold of probably, it might have been you, Natalie, John Mark Comer's book, The The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. What a title, huh? Um, and, And he stole that quote, which we'll get into, but it's all right. And so this idea of rest has been really important to me and interesting to me as I learn and grow. And I tell you what, rest is not something you, like you just fall into. Rest is not something that you just you get all of a sudden because you put some time in. Rest is something that you learn over time and that you little by little you let go of hurry and you 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 hold on to rest. Does that make sense? So if you're wondering why it's not working, <laughs> it's going to take some work. All right, it takes work to get into rest. <laughs> it's biblical. All right. Um one of the things I just I felt like was just stuck out to me as I was as I was kind of researching and studying and this is going to be a multi-part message woo and so i i have a problem i try to cram too much into one sermon and as a result it just doesn't always work well so i'm going to stretch this out at least over 2 um, we're gonna dive into like what a sabbatical or, or what a Sabbath is. We're gonna look into what you know what is a monthly Sabbath, a weekly Sabbath, all that stuff. We're gonna look at um, what is what is different. Um, what does solitude look like, and and what does quietness look like? I chatted with a brother this morning, and we both agreed that solitude, alone time, is super hard. It's super hard, and yet every every spiritual father in history has learned how to do solitude well. So. Amen. We're going to do that too. But today I'm just going to talk I'm talking about rest. And my heart is that you start to recognize this isn't a side issue for God. Okay. It's not a side issue. One of the things I love this this idea of hurry is that hurry and love are incompatible. Let's let that sit in for a second. Hurry and love are incompatible. Come on. (laughs) And we're called to be love. We're called to emulate the man love. And Jesus was not in a hurry. And so every time you are in a hurry, you're choosing hurry over love. Isn't that powerful? Convicting, but powerful. Hallelujah. This is is a fun message. All right. (laughs) I'm going to get into this a little bit, but I want to read a a, a little bit of a quote. Um, You guys know who Dallas Willard is. Man, I tell you, the more I got involved with this guy, um, he's a little older. He's passed away now. A little older. He's. (laughs) Sorry, I say things sometimes. Dude, I preached last week at at my friend Andrew Billings Church. And I was like going off. I was actually talking about rest. A little different message. But I was talking about rest. And I said something like, it's like we need like a shot in the arm or something like that. And they all just started laughing at me. And I realized I stepped into something there. (laughs) All right. So there's a beautiful, um, a beautiful uh, conversation transpires from a guy named John Ortberg, which is a pastor. Um, he's wrote a few books. A guy named, uh, a book I read, I really like, called Soul Keeping. It's a beautiful book. If you're looking for book recommendations, I'll throw a couple out there. Um, the Bible. The first one. <laughs> I don't want your emails, okay? Like, you didn't say the Bible, pastor. <laughs> So honestly there's great book by John Ortberg called um, Soul Keeping but really so John Ortberg is he's he's in this place where he's just stressed and he's just he's realizing he's getting caught up in that in everything with with his with his uh, pastoring and everything else and so he felt like he was he was getting sucked into the vortex of his own mega church world and stuff and this could be any world right and so he calls, up, he calls up Dallas Willard, who's this theologian, SoCal um, uh, USC pa- uh, uh, teacher, professor, and just mentor to many. He's written some pretty heady books, but they're good. And, and he calls up Dallas man and says, What do I need to become the me I want to be? What do I need to be to become the me I want to be? What a great question, right? Then <laughs> there's a long silence on the other end of the line. And he says... Um, Dallas Willard says, you must ruthlessly eliminate hurry from your life. Then John asks, okay, what else? And another long pause. He says, there's nothing else. Hurry is the great enemy of spiritual life in our day. You must ruthlessly eliminate hurry from your life. That's probably enough for us today. I mean, I'd be honest. Like it's, I think, I think, I think my my heart is that we would all just grab a hold of this idea that hurry, being in a hurry, rushing around, foregoing stillness and rest for activity. See, busyness and sin have the exact same effect to us. Um, they both cut off our connection to God, to people, and to our own soul. Busyness is is a disconnector. Of just about everything in your world, except for maybe the tasks that you're trying to accomplish, right? Busyness. What does busyness do? Busyness is causes you to drive faster. It causes you to walk faster to, to to pick the shortest line at the checkout counter, right? And while you're doing that, what are you thinking about? Are you thinking about the people around you? Are you are you working to connect with other people while you're while you're swerving, <laughs> people trying to get in front of them, right? At your worst moment on the freeway when, when, you're, when you're swerving around, are you thinking about all the people around you and how much you love them and how much you pray God would encounter them and, and how much you'd encounter other people that you're, no, you're not. You're thinking about like, I'm going to hurry. I got to get somewhere because the Lord's on the move. <laughs> Come on. You've thought it. Okay. So listen, the busyness is is literally disconnects us. Distraction separates us from ourselves, each other, and our destinies to God. Being dis- think about it this way: if the enemy can keep you from going after what truly is God calling you to in this season, he's winning. Listen, if he can't get you unsaved, he can keep you from having any impact on this world. And I'm talking about like parenting your kids. I'm talking about Showing up to a lunch date with someone and hanging out with your friends, like it, it, literally distractions, busyness, um, it, this hurry thing. And, I, and I, listen, this is this has been me. Like I've been I've been on this journey for over a year now, and, and so I promise you, this is important to God. Uh, and I love this last. Uh, this is a quote from uh, from John Mark. It says, "Hurry kills relationships." Hurry kills joy, gratitude, and wisdom. That we are not present when we are in a hurry. You guys, I'll tell you a quick story. I just I love telling it myself because I don't have to dishonor everybody else. But but listen, like so I'm like I remember probably 2003. I was going to a big church in San Diego, a young person's church. Everybody's beautiful, and the worship's like wow. And I remember leaving, and afterwards, everybody hangs out outside and just chit chats and talks. It's super cool. And so I'm like I, I remember talking with someone. I'll be like hey. Da, da. Yeah. And literally, While I'm talking to them, I'm literally trying to figure out who else I want to talk to next. I'm not even listening to the person, and I'm just trying to figure out, or maybe I was looking for girls. I don't know. But I, li- before I was married, all right, I was looking for the one the Lord had for me, all right? Listen, if your eyes are closed, nothing's going to happen, all right? You got to keep your eyes open. So anyway, um, <laughs> just you, Jesus. Sorry, <laughs> Um, I'm I'm playing. You can you can confront me later. It's a whole another message. It's not just a quote. Okay, sorry. So, but listen, this was me. This was, I was I was part because I'm really extroverted, and so I'm always like I'm just I'm very like engaged with different people and stuff, and I, my my attention span is low. But I honestly I don't believe it's because I'm extroverted extroverted that my attention span is low, or was low. It's better now. Better. It, it's low because I haven't learned to cultivate an attention span. So I'm not going to blame my hurriness and rushness on a personality trait, or on, a, on, on my parents, on my wife, on my kids, whatever. Like, I get to own this thing. Like, God created us to sit with Him in stillness. And I don't know if you guys have tried this, but sitting with the Lord alone in stillness for more than three minutes, it's tough. It's tough. And I, this isn't, I, I was chatting with um, Chuck Perry a little while ago. I said, hey, Chuck, how come nobody in the charismatic world talks about stillness and solitude? And looks at me and goes, well, I mean, I mean, uh, you're right. Not many people do. He's like, well, I mean, and, and Chuck's like, I mean, I, I have my time with the Lord. But, you know, oftentimes we, we, don't, we don't talk about that. That's not the topic usually. Does that make sense? Um, and so I, I am just kind of just chatting here. Um, This this is the journey I want for our church. I promise you that if you don't learn silence and to sit with the Lord in stillness, alone, without talking, without flapping your gums, without praying, and and even worshiping, you're you're, you're going to miss out on a strength that will keep you. It will keep you. It is about intimacy. Intimacy. I, I think I told, um, I told Andrew's church this, but rest is one, I believe this, rest, rest is one of the key foundations that will keep you burning for 10, 20 years. So if I'm talking to a bunch of like burning revivalists, I'm like, listen, learn this. Otherwise you're just going to burn out. Rest actually allows you to create a foundation that will continue burning and is not in danger of burning out. But I tell you, if you don't learn to rest in stillness with him, rest, get away, Sabbath, do all these things we're going to be talking about. (laughs) Man, I'm going to find you in 10 years and you're not going to know God. Man, my goal is in 20 years, like like one of my mentors said, like, I'm not impressed with that you're burning now. I I want in 20 years, come find me, ask me out to coffee and tell me you're still burning. That gets me excited. That you would be burning even more in 20 years from now. When you're 20, 48, no, not 20, sorry. That's my daughter back there. When you're 20, 20 years from now. Listen, I want to know you're burning in 10 years from now, five years from now. And, and the activity, the hurry, the rush, the busyness of God, of revival that we call God, is it's not Him. And I like to move. And this has just been a really important thing for me. To be honest, one of the reasons I went on—I realized I needed a sabbatical—is my body told me I needed to rest. Because I was still happy, joyful, not empty, overflowing—all that stuff. Every Sunday morning, I am excited to be here. But my body started breaking down. We found out we're going to maybe adopt a a, a fourth—I mean, a a fourth child. Our second adoption, And, and my body was like, "We're doing what?" And literally, I don't get sick, but I was nauseous for two weeks straight. And we had some great conversations about like, hey, do we have a do we even have, do we have a choice? It's the if you don't know, there's um uh, we adopt or fostering to adopts, but it's pretty sure. And um, we adopted a beautiful one and a half year old boy in February foster I keep saying adoption. Uh, and then we and then his daughter or his sister <laughs> rest. Then his sister, when we found out that he was going to have a sister in like a month and a half after the text in like March or something like that, March, April. And I was like, that's quick, God. I didn't expect another one so quickly. Yes, we've been praying about another one. <laughs> wow. And my body, they just said like, hey, we're, we're going to take a break. And, and I just realized after that, I'm like, wow, I've said yes to a lot of things, um, a lot of good things. And I haven't taken as good of a, a a check on what what I should have been saying no to, and so just it, it, this is just my my journey. But I know we're all in this together because I look out there and I see a lot of really productive, active people that could take a rest. All right, yeah. all right, are we, are we hitting some heartstrings here? I hope so. All right, um, we're gonna jump in. I, I thought. I thought this was more fun, and this will be more telling for you if you need to help. But we got some slides here. we got slides. All right, I'm working on that. All right, and I, thought, I found this in, in the book that I was reading a while ago. It says, The Ten Symptoms of Hurry Sickness. Say, hurry sickness. Hurry. Say, this might be me. It, might be. it may not, though. Hey, that's all right, though. It may not be. All right, you ready to go? All right, number one. Go ahead. What do we got here? Irritability. You get, you get mad, frustrated, just annoyed way too easily way too quickly. This might be my kids, but it's also us sometimes. All right. Number two, hypersensitivity. All it takes is a minor comment to hurt your feelings, a grumpy email to set you off, uh, a little turn of events to cause an emotional funk. You ever been in one of those, right? Something changes, you get a phone call, you get a text, and it's worded weird, and you're like, what they? But because you haven't sat with the Lord, your heart is not settled. Amen? All right, the next one. All right, restlessness. When you actually do try to slow down, you can't actually relax, right? You sit there on the beach. I'm going to sit on the beach. Two minutes, three minutes. goes. I'm going to walk on the beach now. And then you stop. I'm going to jog. You know, you just can't. All right, number four, Workaholism. Is that a word? Or or just nonstop activity. You don't know when to stop, or worse, you can't. And maybe your identity is wrapped up in some of this stuff. And so rest will actually flush out this stuff from you. It's so good. All right, number five, emotional numbness. Ooh, say ooh. Ooh, yeah. You don't have the capacity to feel another's pain. I thought this, oh, so sad. See, I'm good, I'm good. i got emotional... (laughs) But really, like, emotional numbness. When you're so busy figuring out how to solve somebody else's issue, how to um, post a mean comment on an Instagram post or something. Like, when you're too worried about a conflict that you forget to actually sit in that place and feel an emote with what's actually going on in Afghanistan. Right? That you just, your heart is like... It's sad for what's going on. Not that you want to shout that something's wrong or right. but And so being at rest actually allows your emotions to heal. And imagine that you have way more emotions than you thought you did. As a healthy person should. Okay, next one. All right, number six. Out of order priorities. You feel disconnected from your identity and calling. That's a good one, right? That's one I feel like sometimes we can all get into. Because I tell you, Orange County, do there's something about this area that just causes frenetic, like, frantic movement. It's like, I, the next place, I mean, you just, people, I used to live in Redding, and the, the pace of driving, like, you thought you were, you were going fast, going 63 miles an hour, you're know, right? like, shoot, dog, oh, slow down. Here, you're like, you're not going fast until you hit an 85, yeah. so that's me, but I'm serious, like, I feel it, though, like, I'm. All right, I'm the only one that drives fast. All right, number seven, <laughs> lack of care for your body. Woo, you don't have time for your body, right? You don't have time for a good green drink in the morning. You don't have time to prepare something rather than buy it from Chick Fil A, of course. But I'm just saying, like from. <laughs> but really, like this is this. Whole, I mean this. Whether you're, uh, whether wherever you're at, and you're in your and how you feel, like your your healthiness, like. This is something. This is huge. Like fast food nation. Like there's documentaries about people that can't slow down long enough to actually care for the food they put in their body and other stuff. Okay. Number eight, escapist behavior. We're too tired to do what's actually life-giving for our souls. So we each we each turn to distraction of choice. Overeating, over-drinking, binge-watching Netflix, browsing social media, surfing the web, looking at porn. You choose your point of escaping from what you're feeling and having to go through. And so we turn to our phones. Most of us are addicted to our phones. If you don't believe me, just think of how many times you pick it up. And, and before you tell me what's normal, go to the Lord. <laughs> what's normal? I'm, I mean, every five minutes, there's something important. And so literally, this escapist thing is huge. Most of our addictions, are not they're not really about the things we think they're about. They're just about that we haven't learned to sit with the Lord and get settled in Him. Right? Just settled. Your yeses and your noes become so much stronger when you've learned to rest in the Lord. Because now your yeses and noes aren't being pulled by these hurry emotions that we get. Amen? Okay, we're going to get some scriptures. I promise. If that's you, just we're getting there. Okay. Number nine, slippage of spiritual disciplines. If you're anything like me... When you get over busy, the things that you desire to do with the Lord end up falling off first. And I'm a pastor, so don't look at me with those eyes, okay? Listen, I get it. I get it. I, I'm, I, we, we all are growing and learning this stuff, but I'll, I'll be real. When I get my busyness, I will prioritize things I shouldn't be prioritizing over the real thing that I really want to do. Whether it's just sitting with him in worship, sitting in my car a little bit longer, sitting canceling meetings just to sit with him. So our our priorities and our disciplines get all mixed up when we're in a hurry. You guys ever feel that? And number 10, isolation. When you're in a hurry, you feel disconnected from God, others, and your soul. I know it feels a little weird, but, but hurry keeps you from being present with the Lord. You know, when I... That's good. You, can, you can drop those now. I, I think sometimes with hurry, I, 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 there's, a, there's a thought that goes through my head of like, you know, when you talk about rest, um, everybody in the, in the room is just thinking, well, well, Jesse, but I rest all the time. I'm always, he's the God of rest and he's in me. <laughs> it's kind of when you tell people to pray, it says, brother, I pray unceasingly. And, I, you know, I, I don't know that anybody's actually thinking that, but this idea that like, well, I'm just so filled with the Lord that I'm always at rest in him. And, and maybe that's true. Maybe you exude these things and maybe none of these actually apply to you. But even in prayer, it's, it's, it's different than praying without ceasing and then versus spending time intentionally praying and talking with the Lord. Does that make sense? You should be at rest all the time. You should be at peace. But in the reality is that there, even Jesus didn't say, "Hey, apostles, let's get going. No time for rest. I'm at rest with the Lord right now. Let's go." He says, "No, I'm going to get away. I'm going to get alone. I'm going to get with the Lord in stillness. I'm going to go fast in the desert alone. You can't come." And so I just want to I just want to lay out some of these thoughts that th- this is a huge need in the whole church, and I would and I would say in our stream and I don't I don't call us a charismatic church because I don't like labels. Um, I like us to just be with Jesus and f- just read the Word and see what comes out. But in our stream that we kind of I find in, around us, we don't major on this. We major on prophecy or healing or revelation, and. Um, uh, worship and 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 soaking, which soaking actually is is a is a form of rest. That's beautiful. But I'm just I'm just letting you, I'm just being real with you. Um, I, I get excited about our community stepping into a place of healthiness that I don't see very often. Amen. Amen. All right, let's go. Let's go. All right, let's um, let's. Why don't you put up Luke ten thirty eight for me? We're gonna go. I'm gonna read out of the passion. So, uh, but it's all gonna be on the screen. Hallelujah. Um. All right. So, I've been told this is really helpful. <laughs> And I believe it is, but I also consider, I encourage you to bring your Bibles to church. <laughs> okay, um, so as, uh, we're going to read about this. is This is the part with with Mary and Martha, right? It's kind of. I hope it's not cliche for you. It's still in the Bible. We can, it's still legal. Um, and 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 I think this is a beautiful thing that this can illustrate something for us. So, um, verse uh, verse thirty eight. As Jesus and the disciples continued on their journey. They came to a village where a woman welcomed Jesus into her home. Her name was Martha, and she had a sister named Mary. Mary sat down attentively before the master, absorbing every revelation he shared. But Martha became exasperated with finishing the numerous household chores in preparation for her guest. She was busy, wasn't she? So she interrupted Jesus. (laughs) You guys ever interrupted Jesus? All right. She interrupted Jesus and said, Lord, don't you think it's unfair that my sister left me to do all the work by myself? You should tell her to get up and help me. (laughs) I love that. Verse 41, the Lord answered her, Martha, my beloved Martha, why are you so upset and troubled, pulled away by all these many distractions? Mary has discovered the one thing most important. By choosing to sit at my feet, she is undistracted and won't take this and won't take this privilege from her. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Isn't that beautiful? I, I love this. I love it because we're, we're looking at two different places. Now you gotta you gotta recognize, I love this too, that Mar- that Martha's not bad. Right? Like Martha's like, she's got the heart of a servant. That's, we, that's in the Bible. She, she is literally doing a very good thing for the Lord in this time. And this culturally, this is what you do, right? She's doing all the right things. So most of us are we're doing good stuff, building ministries, working hard and diligently. Work is good, right? If you don't hear that today, hear that. It's good, work unto the Lord. Work as if you are working for Christ, in your school, in your workplace, wherever you go. But there is a very neat, there's a very real thing that Jesus is showing us here that there's, there's, there's room and we have to be this place that we sit at His feet and we, we just sit with Him, we listen to Him. This is intimacy. Mary, Mary's oftentimes quoted, this is shared in such a place of, uh, when we talk about intimacy, right? Sitting at the feet of Jesus, listening to him teach, and just looking into his eyes, and just hearing his inflections and his tones. And, and man, this, they didn't get to hang out with them all the time. And so this was beautiful, this is joyful to them. And yet, Martha, in all the goodness that she was trying to do, somehow found it in her being to choose something different. And we are given this choice every day to choose to stop, to sit, and just be silent. Well, he doesn't share any revelation with me because you're not listening. I was there for like 20 minutes, Jesse. Oh, 20 whole minutes? And how many times in a row have you done that? Well, just the once because it didn't work. i kind of remember micah being like, like come on micah. he's not here so i gotta do it right <laughs> yeah we're having fun all right let's let's go to the next scripture we're, we're doing good uh, matthew 11 this is the niv if you want to join us or you can just watch on the screen matthew 11 we got it cool um this is, this is just Jesus, letter in red, letters in red. We love it. All right, he says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Isn't it interesting that rest is connected to learning from him, right? You want to grow with the Lord? There's rest. Rest is required, right? And learn from him. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Take my yoke upon you. Now, in in Hebrew times, the the, the Hebrew teachers, their their teaching was actually considered the yoke. It was considered their yoke. He said, take my yoke. Take my teaching. But he's also talking about take my burden on you, right? And you're, you're yoked with him. And so it's only when we sit with him that we actually begin to unload our own issues and troubles. But I think you know that. Some of this stuff is not new. If anything, I'm just preaching a message, and I'm not teaching so much. I'm just preaching. I'm exhorting, because um, we all know this, don't we? We know it's good to stop. We we just know this stuff, but sometimes we just gotta like grab it by the teeth, and it's like, right? Okay. I'm gonna hit three things, and then we'll be done. I love, it. and then and then I'm really excited about it, honestly the next time because we're gonna dive into a ton of scriptures with the Sabbath and all that stuff, and. Oh, this just lights me up. But it's good to split it up. Otherwise, it'd be a cluster. All right. Um, the first thing I want to say, three things. One, when we learn to rest and, and stop hurrying in our busyness, we cultivate trust. Learning to rest and cultivating trust are so linked. They're just, they're radically linked. Uh, Psalms 23, I think we have that too. It says this, David said this, the Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. He makes me, say "makes makes me. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters and he refreshes my soul. He guides me, right? He guides me along the right path for his namesake. So laying down, resting actually is a key to being guided into your path. To being guided into your destiny. We talked about the, you know, that you know, drifting away from the calling is because you drift away from rest. Resting actually allows an in to do this thing. It's through resting, I believe this. I think the Lord showed me this really clearly. I, I was, I struggled to find a good scripture for it, but I think this works. But, it, it, we, we, but it, it's in resting that we clean out our conduit of hearing and experiencing God. If you, I had this picture in my head, this metaphor, and you just have to walk into this one, all right? It's not too weird, but I, I had this picture, of like as that, the sabbatical for me. For me, the sabbatical was so necessary because I felt like, although I was still getting downloads from the Lord, I didn't realize that in my busyness and my lack of stillness and the, the different rhythms that COVID kind of stole from me because I wasn't a good steward of them. That in those times of busyness, I the Lord was showing me that my pipes were getting more and more clogged and calcified. It's like, it's, it's like your, your, your plumbing gets clogged little by little. And you don't know it's fully clogged until nothing comes out. Or the drain, right? We just had a plumber come out. And whoa, well, looks, like looks like the lines are a little clogged. But you don't know it until something like that happens. Don't wait for your lines to get clogged. Don't wait for your body to shut down. Don't wait for some catastrophe to happen because your emotions went wild on you and you burned bridge. Don't wait for that kind of stuff. But I promise you, rest keeps these lines to the Lord clear and free. And if you're like, well, brother, I I, I hear from the Lord really clearly. I did too. I'm like, I'm a magnet for his presence. I just, I love his presence. I'm up here like jumping and it's not a show. It's really, I just love his presence. I did that before I did the sabbatical. But I recognize that, man, you don't recognize what level of clogging is happening until you actually start to rest. Does that make sense? Amen. All right. All right. Are you guys with me? Yeah, all right. Good. Okay. I am preaching myself, too. All right. And, and last one, I think, too, one of the things I, I think this is powerful is when you learn to rest, you realize the areas you don't trust in God. Okay. It's not until you rest these things start to come up for you. Because resting allows the Lord to actually shine light on you. When you're moving around, it's like, I know this isn't biblical, so just bear with me. It's a metaphor. I think the Lord's like with this flashlight trying to show you all the places he wants to like grow you. But he's like, he's like I can't catch you. I can't catch get- and you're just moving around too much from a worship gathering to a worship gathering to this meeting to this meeting to this relationship to I don't know what you're doing. I'm doing it too. And and the guy's like, would you just stop moving so we could have fellowship and I could show you the places I'm trying to disciple you in. And I'm not telling you to stop everything. Hear my heart. But it's when you finally stop you Sabbath and you sit in stillness and solitude, you start hearing things that you weren't hearing before, Amen. and they're not always good things, yeah. but they're good for you to hear, because yeah. yeah. some of the things need to be cast out that you didn't know you were affecting you anyway. Yeah. You, you know, some, you know, you say, "Wow, you're just an angry person." You know, you know, like they didn't just get angry, likely it's just been pushed down and hidden, right? They've been angry for years, but something in that atmosphere allowed it to come out and be revealed. And that's what happens when we do rest. When we rest with God, we realize, wow, I don't actually like sitting by myself. I don't know that I like me very much. Father, how come I don't like me? Let's talk about that. Because I like you. But it's not until you sit, it's these places start to come out. Trust me, this is experience. Like some of you guys know what I'm talking about. Alright, number two, resting keeps you in your gifting and calling. When we rush and move around from one task to another, we miss the voice of God leading us down the right path. We miss the good thing like Martha missed. With Mary sitting at Jesus' feet. Listen, it, the problem the, the, the really beautiful thing about our community is y'all are just Amazing. You're, you all are just incredibly healthy Christians. I, honestly, there. I, mean, I know we're all growing, so don't think you're you're there yet. I'm not there yet, and so it, there's grace for you to keep growing. But I'm telling you, like you all are amazing. I get excited about worship with you guys. But here's the problem with people that have a lot of favor of God on them. There's a lot of doors that open up. And it's not, and, and you're not sure which one to take until you actually sit still with the Lord and you find out which one am I supposed to do? Listen, Mary and Martha had the exact same door opened up to them. Mary chose one, and Martha chose the other. But it's not until Jesus is the one that you start to recognize which one it is. All right, going on. All right, the last one here is, um, well, I'm going to share this. Kind of a bullet point on its own, but I love that. I felt this was strong enough to share. Is that the reason? I believe one of the main reasons we don't rest is pride. I believe our, our, our pride keeps us from slowing down. I think it's, it's pride that causes us to hurry, it's pride that actually causes us to fill our schedules with stuff. And, um, and hear me out. So, what I mean by that is that pride, in the sense that we think we know what's right for ourselves. Pride in the sense that um, I can lean on my own understanding. Pride in the sense that uh, um, this looks good. It must be good, so I'm going to do it. Um, there's, there's, an, there's a low-level arrogance. I'm using a lot of really negative words. Are you guys okay? All right. <laughs> this is how I, I'm a happy dude, though, so be happy with me. The, 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 there's a low-level arrogance that lets you walk around thinking that you're the best Christian in the room, that that, that thinks that I've got got enough of it down that I'm not like that person, right? You pick the person, right? There's enough of that sometimes that's around us, this pride thing, that that to be honest, you know what really causes this pride thing to get crushed and revealed and destroyed? Difficult, difficult, heart-wrenching seasons these dark nights of the souls that I don't believe are biblical, meaning it has to happen to you for you to get healthy with the Lord. I don't think they have to happen. Okay, I don't. However, I believe that it's in those places that the people become the most humble and beautifully tender. Does that make sense? So if you're in one of those, take hope. Take hope, keep walking. Keep walking through that valley. It's just a shadow. You'll get there. And on the other side of it, hopefully, hopefully, that prideful thing is gone and your heart is just so tender that you just want to sit with them and say no to everything else until Jesus shouts at you to say, no, no, say yes to that one. <laughs> shouts. <laughs> so there's, it's just, it, the beautiful thing is, like, you guys know this. Like, you got, you got beautiful Jesus in you right now. You've got everything you need to rest, you've got all the tools. Um, there's, I'm going to give you more tools in the sense of like how to an, how to how to operate in them. But really, you have everything you need. You have you, and you have Christ. Amen. You you don't need the person to the left or your right for this. So their schedule doesn't matter, right? Like you don't have to come out somehow schedule time with Michael and like it's just you and Jesus, and he's available. And so here's, I'm going to challenge you. And we're, next week we're going to get into, I think the following week actually, but we're going to get into the S- Sabbath thing. and We're going to get into solitude and things like that. So that scares you. Skip that week. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. I won't notice. Don't skip it. Natalie's just like, mom Ma- and Natalie's just, don't, don't do it. <laughs> um But I want to challenge us this morning uh, to go after rest. Um, and Like I told you at the beginning of this, rest is not something you just will to happen and all of a sudden you're a man or woman of rest. I mean, that is your identity. However, (laughs) we've got to walk into it to eat the fruit of it. And so what I I just want you to know, this is is process. Say process. Process. Say step by step. Step Say, I'm going to get this. I'm going to get it. Come on. All right. So here's a few steps that you can take. I'm going to throw a couple out to you, and these are super easy. They'll get you started, okay? Uh, if you want to go after bigger things the Lord has showed you or you used to do and it fell off, which I think is really what happens to us, feel free to grab those too. But here's a few things. One of the things it's just going to irritate you, but it's going to help you with restfulness, slow down on the, on the roads. Stop passing people. You know, you know what I'm talking about. All right, stop passing people. Stop, stop. When you come into a stoplight, stop changing lanes so you can be the first one at the stoplight. At the stoplight. I almost did that this morning. Then I realized I was preaching at rest. I better do not do. It. Listen, just don't do it. But every time you choose to not do that, there's it pushes back against that spirit of busyness. You ever feel that? I feel it when I'm on driving because I am, that is part of the worst places I rush. I got a fast car. But but, but, <laughs> but so, like, I, I just got to like sit behind someone slow, and then I just let that thing, and I just be like, take that. Yeah. Take that busyness. <laughs> and then I just, and then I take that moment and be like, I love you, Lord. I love just sitting at rest, not going 80, going 6, 62. And then I take a breath. I take a breath because it's needed. These little these are things I do. So I'm just encourage you. I, I love developing people. So I'm just giving you some tips. The other thing to do is when you're at grocery shopping, I don't do a lot of grocery shopping. My amazing wife does a lot of it. All of it. Um, all of it. Um. <laughs> Honestly, my job is watching all the kids so she can go alone. That's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> real. Um, but when you're there, I, I'm, 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 I do this too, though. When I'm there buying just two things, I will look for the line that's got the least amount of people in it, right? And you're like, Pastor Jesse, that's not being busy. That's wisdom. That's dumb. I'm being a good steward of my time. I, I urge you, encourage you, try this. Find the longest line and then just do, do that thing again, like take that. Take that busyness. And maybe, just maybe, you talk to the person in front of you. Because you're not in a hurry anymore. Your, act, your mind is, actually has time to think of what a beautiful person this is in front of you. And man, they're made in the image of Jesus. And I just wonder what they like and if they're similar to my likes. Or maybe they're, I don't know. Maybe they make sourdough and they've got all these ideas for me, sourdough. <laughs> I connect with someone recently with sourdough. <laughs> Listen, like there's so the, the, we talk about, you know, get out there and share your faith. And what if this is the thing? What if this is one of those those keys that keeps us from sharing Jesus with people? What if? What if? Right? And so we end up creating events to do it. Wow. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was a that was a sacred cow there. But it's all right. I like events. I do. I do. But that's not sustainable for you. But grocery shopping's sustainable. Alright, so I'm gonna think of, can I think of any others? Those are just the ones we do every day. So I just think let's start there. Can we do that? Does this feel like a lot to ask? No, okay. Two hours a day with the Lord at 4 a.m. You got this. <laughs> All right, why don't you stand with me? I'm going to pray for us. And we have the prayer team up here? On, on, on this side. Oh, we're getting, that's, don't steal my sermon next week. <laughs> He did, though. You know, you know what's interesting, though? I'm just going to say this because he said, Lord, Lord, Lord worked for six days, and it says rested on the seventh. You know, a lot of the Hebrew, of the Hebrew scholars believe that he didn't just rest, but he created rest. Right. On the seventh day. So it's interesting. I don't know. I won't get it. Like I said, it's important. All right. I'm going to pray for us. Father. going to pray, play, worship a little bit? Praise the Lord. I forgot about that. I've been gone. Yeah. Father, we just put your hand, your heart, your mind, whichever needs to be transformed the most. You know, rest is an issue of the soul. It's an issue of the soul. It's a soul that's not at rest, that causes all the activity. And you know, in our busyness, you don't actually know that your soul's not at rest. I think some of us, we, we, we've landed in that place and it's it's either really exciting or really scary. And so I just, you know, wherever you're at this morning, I just, I want to encourage you, I want to breathe hope into you. The, 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 expect, the joyful expectation that, that good is coming, that this is going to come into your life. And man, what would it be like if your soul was truly at rest? I mean, just so content with this moment right here and the next moment and the next moment. You would just be the most content person on the earth with everything that God has given you and put in your lap. No matter a lot or a little, you're content because your soul is at rest. That's what we're we're contending for, guys. (laughs) And out of that contentness comes such a, a pure river that makes people jealous, but, but let's make people jealous for the right reasons. Father, thank you, Lord. Your grace is sufficient for us. Your grace is sufficient. Well, we, we, we got saved through your works, Lord. I pray that we would continue and not turn to our works for affirmation, To make us feel like we're successful. To make us feel like we're enough. More working won't put your soul at rest. I don't think anybody believes it, but yet we seem to think that it it will work. So Lord, we just lift our hearts to you. We surrender to you. We say we need you desperately, God. We are desperately in need with your beautiful presence and touch and voice. And your comforting, God. In the words of Jesus, Lord, would you lead us? We take your yoke upon us, and we we want to be led by you in this. So every one of us, I pray right now you'd speak to every one of us. Some some one thing that we can begin to do right now. And maybe it might be five minutes alone, um, 10 minutes alone, 30 minutes alone, whatever. Start small and work from there. But, Lord, I pray you would just, the spirit of rest would flood over our church. And I I promise you guys, the most incredible works will come from this place. And they're not the kind of works that will wear you out. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hope you enjoyed this week's Sunday sermon. We pray you experience all God has for your life.